Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson Saner! Salutone, estes me, Tyson Saner. Welcome to this week's episode of Succotash Shut-In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package. In case you missed episode 223, it dropped a week ago and was hosted by our other host, Mark Hershon. In that episode, he featured clips from a quartet of comedy soundcasts where the hosts talk about movies. Specifically, How Did This Get Made, Dad's Movie Night, The Flop House, and Who Shot Ya? But this is show 224, and I've got clips from Rough Giraffe, Still Loading, and The Dark Weep, I've also got a reading from our 100% fake sponsor with the 100% real website, TrumpPoetry.com, as well as a spot from Henderson's Pants, our OG fake sponsor, with a classic commercial for Henderson's passive-aggressive pantaloons. By the way, this episode represents a personal milestone, as it is the 100th episode that I gathered clips for, in one capacity or another, since April of 2013, episode 57, Boozin' with Bill, again, is what it was called. Of course, this was after the show debuted, way back in March of 2011, as Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast, which is what it was called, with full-time host and show creator, the aforementioned Mark Hershon. I'd like to take this little bit here to thank him again for taking me on as an associate producer, now almost a decade ago. I appreciate all the positive feedback and acceptance I have received over the years. I'm not great at expressing myself, so I will just repeat, thank you and then awkwardly segue to this episode's clips. First up, Rough Giraffe with Mum and Stacy. Its description says, Join Mum and Stacy for a comedy trivia podcast full of weird news, unusual facts, and a wonky cat. Sounds delightful. This episode is from August 16th, 2020. Uh, I think it's called Birthdays. And its description says, We're back! It's Kipper's 15th birthday, and to celebrate, Mum and Stacy are talking all about birthdays. Mum tells us about some of the worst birthday presents you can buy, including talking toilet paper and happy screwdrivers. Stacy reveals some strange birthday customs from around the world, and wonders how some animals celebrate their birthday. Mum recalls the time she became a mobile hairdresser, and talks about some very unorthodox ways of wrapping presents. Stacy's unrelated news involves a kitten on a rampage. Kipper and his cousin Spike are on the line. And Carla and Zoe from Number One Rerun drive by to say hello. Yeah, so this clip is from a little segment about, I believe, the gifts and whatnot. I found that fairly amusing. Enjoy! What's next? In Canada, Canadians often get greased on their birthday. What do you think it means? Is it like in America where they have the greased pig? Do they grease you all over <laughs> naked and then you have to run and the person that catches you can kiss you? No, but that might be something new. This is, it's a lot less slippery, a lot less, lot less naked. They basically just jump on their friends. Oh, maybe it is uh, the yeah, same. Yeah, hang on a minute. They jump on the birthday boy or girl and put butter on their nose. Whose nose has the butter on before they go snuffling to the birthday boy? <laughs> no, the, 
<laughs> I don't think they go nose to nose. I wasn't thinking of nose to nose. I just wonder if your friend's got the buttered nose or you have. You have. Oh, I was thinking it's a, it's a whole different birthday present. And then one last one. In Nepal and India, Yeah. on a child's first birthday, their head is shaved whilst right. they're held over a fire. Removing all the hair is believed to cleanse the child for any evil and symbolises a renewal of the soul. Is that what uh, you used to do to us when we were younger? Is that why you used to cut our hair? <laughs> I only cut your hair because the hairdresser died and I didn't know anywhere else. And she had a bicycle and she'd come to the house. Right. And I didn't know any other mobile hairdressers at the time. She had a trolley on the back with his scissors in. Yeah. And she had a Yorkshire Terrier called Maxie. And he used to sit on top of the box. She used to come around and cut your hair when you was little. Why weren't we allowed to leave the house? There was a lot of kids to take to a hairdresser. I didn't have trouble taking you to the dentist. So when the hairdresser could no longer visit the house well she got diabetes so she had to have her left leg amputated first so, so she, she couldn't ride the bike she's no good on the bike anyway <laughs> yeah. but uh, there was no mobile uh, hairdressers so i thought how difficult can it be i can ride a bike there you go i must be able to cut hair <laughs> and we've got a dog everything that you need i've got it so you used to ride around the block on your bike <laughs> Yeah. Knock on the door. It's me, <laughs> the mobile hairdresser. <laughs> I couldn't actually manage to cut anybody's hair without making them bleed. That's horrible. I think Tammy's only got half an ear on one side, hasn't she? The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. i tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to go back to completely useless birthday presents. Oh, go on then. So uh, I've got another one here. It's the... The talking toilet paper. Yeah. It's a special roll of toilet paper. And no. you can program your own messages in it. Such as when you pull it on it, it says, don't forget to wash your hands. Or, <laughs> this place is haunted. This isn't a library. Please remain seated during the next performance. I wondered if you could record your own messages, could you put in some really interesting facts that people would like? They keep pulling on your roll to find out what the next fact was. Stop pulling on my roll. <laughs> could you not have it like connected to Aisha? Who? Do you mean Alexa? Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I thought someone had moved in with you. No. And then you could go, Alexa, let's play Hangman. But anyway, talking toilet paper, it's uh, £20. Whoa, a roll. It does come with rechargeable batteries. And then you can... Oh, oh it's even better. You can use it via Bluetooth to talk to somebody through the speakers of the toilet roll while they're on the <laughs> toilet. Never all your tea's ready. That would make you not constipated anymore. You could freak somebody out with that. That would last an hour before it got very tiresome. Uh, well, uh, talking of very tiresome, I do have, for yeah. £86.55, the mini screaming goat kit. Here's what it sounds like. <laughs> you get that for only £6.55, but you do get with it 
a 30 page 30 page mind you colour paperback book which is on on the history of the screaming goat <laughs> that is too many pages and he and he's on it he's, he's on a tree stump and you press his stump and hear him scream so that, and you can get it you can get it by tomorrow <laughs> if you order it in the next five hours so rough giraffe is a co-founder and proud member of something called brit pod scene and it's a network highlighting independent British podcasts, which you can find at www.britpodscene.com. That's B-R-I-T-P-O-D-S-C-E-N-E.com. And you can come join the discussion on Facebook. They also have an email and a, a couple of Twitter accounts and an Instagram account that you'll be able to find on the blog. Next up tonight, still loading from Podbeard Network. It is, according to its description, a show about video games, video game culture, and video game history. Uh, the episode that I've clipped is from August 23rd, 2020, and it is about the game Shinobi. So it says, uh, ninjas in its description. This episode for the summer of PS2, that's PlayStation 2 for those of you who do not know, is all about Shinobi by Sega. Cade from the Gaming Memories podcast joins Josh to talk about the first 3D entry in the classic Sega series. They talk all about the game and even find time to reminisce on the three ninjas movies. I chose this clip because I was a fan of the arcade game Shinobi back when I was significantly younger, and although I do not remember playing Shinobi for the PS2, that is to say I'm sure I've played it, but I do not remember it, I do appreciate the enthusiasm with which the conversation was had. Also, ninjas. Marvel vs. Capcom, Strider's design, his sprite work, his animations was like my favorite aesthetic favorite ninja design of all time i loved strider because he was a mix of ninja and high tech this all has context okay. because when i saw a preview or i actually just saw the box art for shinobi at blockbuster i was like wait there's a new shinobi and he has like a high tech suit we'll get into the aesthetic but his design is it's like he's almost got like a high tech sneaking snoot suit on with kunai on his arms and he has like yeah. a visor and so immediately I'm like, oh, shit, Shinobi went sci-fi. It went high-tech like Strider. And Strider was my favorite. I was just gushing over Strider all the time. I would play Strider all the time. Strider 2 on the PlayStation 1 is one of my favorite action games of all time. So I was primed. Okay. I was primed to be taken. Like I just wanted more ninja shit. And so I saw Shinobi. I saw some. I saw. I looked at the back. I'm like, oh, my God, this is Devil May Cry, but ninjas! Everything I've ever wanted. Um, I will say that I was slightly disappointed in the actual game overall, even as a kid, because it wasn't as dynamic. It was not. It's not as polished as Devil May Cry. It's not as good, but there are things I like about it better, and that's what caught my attention. Is is a sci-fi ninja? You know, I knew Shinobi as a series, a new Shinobi game, sci-fi ninja. I was already in the Devil May Cry, another action game. I was ready. Real kind of tangential to that, but you, since you're so into ninjas, did you watch the three ninjas movies when you were a kid? Oh, did I? Did I? <laughs> I Thank just... you. Thank you. No I... one else knows about those movies. I tum tum for life, baby. Tum tum for life. <laughs> I was a I was a Rocky fan. I, I just because like Rocky was the oldest. I was the oldest kid. I was uh, I yeah, my yeah. three brothers. I was the oldest. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm Rocky. I, I got to be Rocky. Yeah, I get and, it. Tum Tum was like the Michelangelo equivalent of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, definitely. Uh, Colt was definitely the Raphael. Yes. 
they and didn't really Rocky have a was kind of like the Donna not even I he was like Donnie and Leonardo. Leo together yes um that's so funny dude I I unabashedly love those movies I can look back on those now and know like they're not very good no, <laughs> like, there's, no. there's a lot of problems with those movies but I adore the shit out of them Snyder from the first movie is one of my favorite over-the-top villains ever i find him endlessly enjoyable and i don't know why that she's this there's a sometimes when there's something about there's something magical when the right amount of cheesiness is hit like the perfect like so bad it's good type mm-hmm. of style that that's where three ninjas fit i just did a recent video didn't do very well on instagram and tiktok i'm probably not going to do it again because it took me forever but I did a two-part series where I went through all my favorite ninjas in video games, like a short clip and a short explanation. And my number one ninja, video game ninja was Tum Tum from SNES Three Ninjas. <laughs> it's kind of Dude, a joke. That game, that game is rare too. If you can find a copy of the original Three Ninjas Kickback for the Super Nintendo, that is an expensive game to get. I didn't know that. I just yeah. got on emulator. So, but yeah. Um, that's funny though. I like, we'll, we'll go back to Shinobi, but you're just talking about how much you love ninjas. I'm like, I gotta ask this because this yeah. was like, that was my childhood movie. I loved the three ninjas movies. I was baffled when they went to three ninjas kick back and two of the actors were just mysteriously different. And then, <laughs> and then you go to three ninjas knuckle up and all of a sudden the same actors are back again. And then they get completely different ones for High Noon at Mega Mountain and Hulk Hogan and Jim Varney are in it, of all people. Like, it's such a weird series of films. Like, none of the actors look the same in that movie. They're all different. Every single one. I think the parents are the same. I think that's the only through line (laughs) through the whole series is the parents are the same. You are definitely the first person to ever bring it up. So it's not – yeah, it's weird how – I would assume it'd be a bigger part of more, you know, men our age. I, I would assume it would be a bigger part of their childhood. But uh, I've brought it up a couple times, and I thought that like that video would do really well because I I said that Tum Tum was the greatest video game ninja, and I was like be capitalizing into this. Dude, no one gave a shit. No one even knew. Like nobody. They were like all the comments were like, "Who's Tum Tum? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Who's Tum Tum? Have you never watched Three Ninjas? Like, come exactly. on, exactly." Oh my god! And those movies are just so—they're bad. They are so bad, but I love them so much. So you can support this podcast by going to the Patreon, which is at www.patreon.com. Still loading pod, and that is S T I L L L O A D I N G P O D. Friends, are you tired of people not taking notice of you or the way you dress, no matter how much hard-earned cash you spend? Or maybe it's time for a change. A change of pants, that is. Now you can dress to depress with a pair of Henderson's passive-aggressive pantaloons. When you want your trousers to make a statement, but not enough of one to get much notice, except secretly you really do want people to notice, of course, well, you're ready for our passive-aggressive pantaloons. Designed with your hang-ups in mind, these pants are designed to take every backhanded compliment and veiled threat with a 50-50 twirl blend of mixed resentment and secret relief. 
And Henderson's passive-aggressive pantaloons are perfect for those dressy occasions where you wish you'd worn something more formal, yet you're keenly aware of how jealous everyone else is because of how cool and comfortable you look. Passive-aggressive pantaloons are just part of Henderson's new mental instability line. Joining our narcissism slacks, obsessive-compulsive denims, sleep disorder seersuckers, and delusions of grandeur gabardines. Originally designed for head cases like Emperor Norton, Charlie Manson, and the White House Chiefs of Staff, Henderson's passive-aggressive pantaloons are available wherever the walls are padded and the doors only open from the outside. That's Henderson's, making pants like crazy since 1100 and squinge, and now back to Succotash. This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com. Yes, TrumpPoetry.com. So this one is from the 2nd of October, which, by the way, October has been a pretty interesting month in this period of time. So October, from October 2nd, 2020, number 110. What does the future hold? What does it mean? To spend such energy poo-pooing masks while tending to fundraiser rally tasks... And now you find yourself in quarantine. Drown out the experts, elevate the quacks, downplay it all, and dismiss it as a hoax. Use victims as the butt of your sad jokes. The virus doesn't care who it attacks. Make pouty faces, hurl your insults. Pretend to all the world that you're immune. They've seen. They know you're just a big buffoon. Shut up, go home, and wait for the results. It's said the symptoms can be quite infernal. You're positive, but hey, hope springs eternal. Right? Right. And our final soundcast selection is from a show called The Dark Weeb, from Cody Ziegler and Brody Reed. So, its description says, Comedians and weeb-adjacent homies, Cody Ziegler and Brody Reed, kick back each week and cover a favorite nerdy pop culture interest. Anime, manga, video games, and everything in between. So, this is a clip from the episode from June 30th, 2019. It says, this week, Zig and Brody are joined by Apex Nerd, I like that uh, the idea that there's an Apex Nerd, writer and comedian Heather Ann Campbell, and superfan Alexis Cusarano, to their love to their love for the mind-bending anime classic Neon Genesis Evangelion. Let me read that again. This week, Zig and Brody are joined by Apex Nerd, writer and comedian Heather Ann Campbell, and superfan Alexis Cusarano, to their love for the mind-bending anime classic... I'm just reading it as it's written. Sorry. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay, so anyway, I chose this clip because although I have not experienced the subject matter firsthand, I have seen many of the classics uh, of anime, such as Akira, Fist of the North Star, Wicked City, Ghost in the Shell, Ninja Scroll, and Princess Mononoke, just to name a few. And I am a fan of anime in general. So, I get the enthusiasm. Also... I've been meaning to see Neon Genesis Evangelion one of these days. There was a uh, video store here in L.A. called uh, 
called A Video Store Named Desire. Ooh. That was the name of the video store. And it was all Is that the like way, a reference to something? Or? It, yeah, no, no. It's just got very weird. Huh. Uh, and then um, it was all the way – it was past the 405 mm-hmm. uh, in Santa Monica, yeah. like on, on Santa Monica. And they had – Everything, everything subtitled. They had like the entire Roroni Kenshin. They had like, and you could rent that at that point, like with Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, Mm -hmm. there wasn't anything else you could go rent. But this place had everything, everything, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of series. And they also had fan subs for rent. Oh, I remember those days. I remember like, like going, there was like the one like novelty shop in town. Yeah. And you would see like, Fucking Dragon Ball GT episodes thirty two through thirty five, and like, yeah, I'll pay twenty five bucks for this fan sub thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to do like Stitcher Premium like fan sub shit. (laughs) (laughs) We just make our own garbage translations of yeah, the video was hundred percent awesome. That was the way that I saw End of Eva was fan subbed on a VHS that I bought at the Shrine Auditorium Comic Convention. Oh wow! Uh, Like I didn't even know that there was a movie. I just was like, what is this? And they're like, that's the movie. And I was like. What movie? And they're like, The End of Evangelion. And I'm like, but it already ended. (laughs) And they were like, no, this is the ending. And I was like, okay. And I went home, watched it on a tiny, like a literally a tiny, tiny screen. Mm. And I was like, this is the most fucking crazy like to, it was nuts. Yeah, I remember. I um, I still haven't seen it. Yet. It's, I, oh, oh my yeah. gosh! Oh well, yeah. I don't I, want to. Spoil. What? Pause this. Yeah, go we'll watch, watch it. it I, I just want to talk about one scene in the theme because I don't want to spoil it. But like, so I I used to do this. I used to go on like Amazon or not Amazon, like eBay, like and buy like the the dub things that way. And I remember I bought like a DVD of End of Ava, and it came in the mail like fucking two weeks later, and I like, opened up and I was watching it, and like the fight scene where like. Oscar like you know has like her moment and like starts fighting. I was like, "This is amazing! This is so great! She's gonna get her thing!" And of course, it's Ava, so like it doesn't end the way you expected to end. Mm-hmm. I remember when that happened, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna go home." Gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that Blockbuster near my house had End yeah. of Ava. Oh wow. wow! So I wow. got it, went home on a Saturday night. On a Saturday night, by myself, <laughs> like twelve or thirteen, Dover put it in, yeah. watched it by myself in the dark, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> and then I immediately went to the living room. I was like, "Mom, you have to watch this." Oh with me. no! Oh no! She was like, "What?" And I was like, "I don't know how to like, explain it." Just oh, and I put it on, and then she oh no quietly sat through the whole movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think she fell asleep, but I was just like, "Can you believe this Dude. is real?" And she's like, "Uh huh." Please never show this to me. <laughs> Holy shit! That's why your mom loves anime. Yeah, that's Fuck. why my mom is a real big otaku. <laughs> that is fucking wild. Seeing End of Eva without context as your introduction to yeah. knowing none of the characters in front of your kid. Who's He's already seen it. Yeah. Like, screaming about the Gnostic Gospels or whatever. Like, like yeah. that's great. The gates of golf are open. Like, what are we talking about here? She, I hated it, but good for her. Yeah. Being a real good mom. Oh, yeah. shit. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. Fanta- yeah. Good mom. Mm-hmm. Bad mom. Yeah, the <laughs> blockbuster employees mom. never should have let you rent that. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, one of the first uh, times that I tried to show anime to somebody uh, was a blockbuster rental, and I rented Project Aiko and showed it to my best oh, mm-hmm. friend. Which one is that? Project Aiko is like a well. At the time, I didn't know that it was a parody anime, but mm-hmm. I thought it was just oh, this is anime. This yeah. is what it is. It's crazy. Is that the one where the uh, the women are in like uh, kind of like small mobile suits, but they like turn into 
vehicles or something? No, it's a it's a school it's a school okay. that's like girls in sailor outfits okay. <laughs> and they're all fighting over the affections to be the best friend of this one dumb girl. Oh, I have not seen this. <laughs> and her name is Seiko. Okay. Like the plot is literally Aiko, Biko, and Seiko. Oh, oh yes. that's funny. <laughs> and Aiko and Biko are fighting over Seiko's attentions. And I showed it to a friend and and she was like this sucks. Oh. This is terrible. Oh, that always hurts. Why do you watch this? Yeah. Uh, be, uh, and was also, she was really uncomfortable because it was the first time she saw a cartoon get naked. Oh, yeah. And okay. she's like, this is, this is pornography. Yeah. So, yeah, isn't it awesome? <laughs> check it out. Whoa. We followed up with Irotsu Kudoshi. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow them on Twitter and Instagram. They're both at darkweebpod. And of course you can listen to them on Pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, but uh, they have got uh, a listing specifically from Anchor.fm. So start there. Yes, again, it's another end, my friends. I hope we entertained. I've been listening to soundcasts more and more lately because that's what needs to be done for this sort of show. I'd say that I listen to less soundcasts than I used to, but I'm not really sure about that. It's not significantly less. And I only bring it up because I was thinking about how I find shows to listen to and feature on Suckatash Shut-In, and there are a fair few that I heard of because I'm listening to soundcasts and I hear them mentioned on those soundcasts or being advertised somewhere during whatever I happen to be listening to at the time. I also find shows on Twitter. I'm at REVT23 personally, and the show is at uh, Suckatash Show, that is capital S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H, capital S-H-O-W, in case you happen to be on there, uh, there being Twitter, by the way. So in case you do happen to be on there, why not say hi? We appreciate it when you tell others about us as well. We try to make ourselves easy to find, easy to digest. Thank you for eating us. Thank you for listening. Wear a mask to protect others and yourself because you may be fine and get through COVID unscathed, but not everyone does. You could spread it to someone who dies from it. That may not legally be murder, but it's starting to feel more and more like it should be, at the very least, thought of as such, if not enforced in the same way. That's just how I feel because I care about you. So, remember to get out and vote, and remember to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. That number is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash U slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye.
This has been a Succotash Patch production.